They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, the journey of an entrepreneur. Welcome to another episode of First Arrive, Last to Leave. I'm Erin Greger. I'm Courtney Radloff. And today, oh, they're always special. We have another. I'm very excited for this one because, Cheryl, we just got to meet you, and I have a feeling this is going to be a pretty incredible hour. <laughs> so today we have Cheryl Pelot-Williamson. Got it. All right. Uh, she is a multi-bestselling author, an award-winning filmmaker, and executive producer, transformational speaker, and certified success coach. We've got it all. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I've been absolutely thrilled since I received the email to be <laughs> here, and I'm just in great anticipation of what we are going to discuss today. Yeah, well, it's going to be like, we can't wait to hear your story, and that's really what this is all about, is just understanding your journey. Uh, we've talked a little bit before we hit record, so very excited. So tell us about you, like how... You've got, I mean, you've got a multitude of things that you've been a part of. I love hearing stories like this because it's not like I did one thing and here I am a couple years later doing the same thing. You've tried it all. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and what, A, made you get into entrepreneurship in the first place and then all these other pieces you've been able to do? I would love to. I'm, I'm really super blessed to be a third generation entrepreneur. In fact, my father's construction business is 50 years old Wow. this year. And so I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I've seen my father and my mother build a business from the ground up. And I always knew I wanted to do something that would be life transformative because that's how I saw their business. Mm -hmm. And um, as I grew up, I actually realized I didn't want to go into construction. (laughs) (laughs) So my brother and my sister actually still work for my dad. My husband and I, about 10 years ago, we purchased five title boxing club, uh, yeah, five title boxing club franchises. We opened the first one in Denton, super excited, helped a lot of people. But I have to tell you, one day I was standing at the desk and I said, I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be doing, even after we sunk all that money into buying those franchises. I realized that there was a calling and a purpose on my life where I needed to help people see who they could be. Mm. And many people ask, well, what does that mean? What that means is in business, we go through highs and lows, highs and lows. We lose, we win. And sometimes it leaves us in a place where we're gutted. And in that transition, I realized uh, I was gutted from making the decision about opening the business, closing the business, and to bring a little context to it. In the middle of opening that business, my husband got diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And so if anybody knows anything about franchising, you have a certain time to get that building up and going. So through my husband's um cancer, I still had to keep going. And during that time, it put me in a place of depression. This is not something that a lot of times people want to talk about. But in full transparency, that's where I was. I had a business, I was open, I opened the business, I felt depressed. And so I started 
placing affirmations out on social media because I felt like if I was going through this, other people were going through the same thing for whatever reason. I did it for almost two years. And one day I was in the shower. This was after I already knew I wasn't going to keep the title box and clubs. The Holy Spirit said to me, you need to write a book. And I said, what type of book? And just like that, I heard the voice say to me, go and pull everything off Facebook that you placed on there in affirmations. And that's the book. And so my first book is titled Affirmed, 365 Thoughts and Actions to Start Your Day. Wow. And that started me on my writing journey. That book has sold over 31,000 copies wow. all across the country. And I just kept writing and writing and writing, not just that book, other books. I got other people involved in writing books. And I realized that I had something. I had a unique gift. And so when I got to the fifth book, I said, well, if I can do this and make this a business, let me show other people how they can share their stories and become speakers and write books. So now 17 books later, wow, 17 books, 15 are bestsellers. Wow. They've been featured all over the country at numerous events, numerous events. They've opened doors for me that I had no idea that would open to me because I taught people how to affirm themselves. Wow. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. So talk about even just building out, because right, I've written a book. It's it's a hard marketing yes, play. It it's a hard time. And it's, I always say it's like standing in front of people naked, like yes. you are putting it all out there. Here it is. So talk about that, how you've been able to write the best sell. I mean, that's, a book is a feat in of itself. To get them to bestseller status, to build a whole business around them is an entirely different thing. So how have you been able to do that? And what has that journey been like? I realized that I had to have people know me, like me, and trust me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think many people miss in this journey. People buy from people that they know, they like, and they trust. So I was very transparent and authentic on Facebook and people started coming by the thousands. People started inboxing me and so I started doing conferences. I started speaking all over the country and the more I would speak, the more people would come, the more corporations would hire me to come in and speak. And this is how it became very unique because the corporations realized that I was empowering their employees to believe in themselves so much that they didn't need their supervisor to say, oh, great job, Aaron. They knew it for themselves. So I had a positive effect on their bottom line. So corporations started hiring mm -hmm. me to come in. I'm out there every single day just being who I am. I'm the same way online as I am in person. And I think when we're starting businesses, it's not just starting them, but running businesses. Yeah. It's so important to be authentic. Be exactly who you are so that when you show up, you don't have to try to remember who you're supposed to be. So my books sell because I'll say many reasons. One most of all is because every day I set the intention. I write down how many books I'm going to sell every single day. I've done that for years, and I always meet the goal because that's all I know. And so I teach people 
through my books about positive mindset. And my mantra is my mindset is my superpower. And I have people say it all the time. My mindset is my superpower. And when you ask what does that mean, that means that nobody can talk you out of your dreams, your hopes, and your visions. And that's how my books sell. Every book has sold that way. I'm positive about it. When I go after bestseller status, I already know this is what I have to do. This is what I have to put in place. And then I have those angels all around me, those people that say, oh, Cheryl, your book spoke to me. It really helped me. It changed my life. It transformed me. It kept me from harming myself. I've had people Mm -hmm. say that that have read the book. So it pushes me to want to do more. And that's where the other books came from. I realized that if this book could sell that many copies, let me keep writing and help and show other people to how to write books. And then from the book, I was sitting one day and the same voice that told me to write the book said, oh, you need to do a stage play. Now, mind you, I have to tell you, I have no experience in that. I'm a criminal justice pre-law major. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, right? But I told you mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. So that day, I was, I'll never forget it. I was actually sitting at um, Micasinas in Flyer Mound and having dinner and this lady who I know walked in and she said, oh, Cheryl, you are so wonderful. You're doing amazing things. What are you doing next? And I said, I'm gonna do a stage play. Just as, just like that, I'm doing a stage play. And you will not believe what she said to me. She says, I write stage plays. Oh my gosh. gosh. (laughs) Did you have like, was it like an aha or yes. like butterflies or like? I felt it. Oh my God. See, I already knew it would happen because once I write something down, I don't worry about it. I know it's going to happen. So we ended up uh, producing a play titled Soul Purpose. We performed it at the Black Academy of Arts and Letters, not one, two, three, four, but five shows, which is unheard of for a first. They all sold out. Wow. All the performances sold out. And. I won executive producer of the year for that play. Mm. Now I know one of your questions that you're going to ask me is what are some of the pitfalls? So I want to just chime in and say that this is the mistake that I made in full transparency. I was so excited about doing the play that I did not consult my lawyer. Oh, I would not have thought to consult a lawyer too, but yeah, keep. I did not consult my lawyer. And so when the play did everything that we thought it would do, the person that I was in business with decided that they didn't want me involved anymore. Uh, So I spoke to my lawyer and she said, you can sue and you can win, but I will tell you what I realized in that moment. I heard the Lord say to me, just like this, he said, I never told you you were supposed to go on the road and do the play. He said, I only wanted to see if you would trust me and do it. So I did it. And as a result of doing that play, a friend called and said, Cheryl, I know that there is something in you in film. And I have written that down. She said, would you come and work on my film set? I have to do a film and I need to do a smaller film for experience before I do the studio film. So I said, absolutely. So she said, would you be a production assistant? I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) So I looked it up and I 
called her back and she said, I said, I'll be a production assistant. She said, okay, so you really will be a production assistant. I say yes under one condition. I said, when I come to set, I would prefer that you not tell anything, anybody, anything about me. Don't say I'm CEO of anything. Just let me be. And so the first meeting, I introduced myself and I said, oh, I'm Cheryl Pelot Williamson, PA, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward, the film needed more money. So they came and, and she said, I understand you have a unique set of skills. And I said, what does that mean? And they say, you can get people to say yes to you. So I raised the rest of the money for the film and the film was produced. We won multiple awards for that film. And as a result of doing that film, a larger group was looking for somebody to do a film for Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and they hired us. And that's how I went from serving coffee to now being an HBO Max award-winning filmmaker. Wow. I said yes to serving coffee. And I talked about that one time at a meeting. Be willing to work. Mm -hmm. Be willing to do hard things. Be willing to do different things. So now it's like I went from a production assistant to an executive producer to an award-winning filmmaker that my film is now on Delta Airlines being screened. Someone snapped the picture and sent it to me just yesterday. Then they said, I saw your name in the credits. Oh my gosh. Wow. Mm. That is amazing. I'm curious, and mostly because it going as an entrepreneur and going up and down, when you're at a moment of a low, you're a very positive person. I can see that. How would you instruct someone, or like, what's your guidance on some on like helping someone put that idea aside and trusting that that's going to be the way that it, that it's going to happen? It's all about mindset. They first have to get sure about themselves. See, we make the mistake of we want everybody else to endorse a dream, a vision, and a hope that is important to us. So I would tell that person, depend on you. Don't run around trying to involve everybody to uh, endorse your dreams and your hopes because what happens is we get the naysayers. Yeah. And that is the thing that constantly holds us in a place of hostage. So I would encourage them to write out their plan. You have to get up every day with intention. Mm -hmm. Write out what you want to see happen in your life. I don't know about you, but every day I write down, I receive preferential treatment. I love, I love it. Okay, I'm putting that in my I receive preferential treatment. And that means what you think that it means. That means if everyone is circling the block looking for a parking space, I'm not even concerned because I know I'm going to have a parking space because I receive preferential treatment. And so for the people who are struggling with um, self-doubt, mm -hmm. you have it starts with you. You have to believe in you. You have to pour into you. You have to see yourself at the top. See, I see myself at tables that people don't even know exist. And that's what we as entrepreneurs, we have to see ourselves in the, at the table, getting the deal at the right place, at the right time. I speak over myself. My name is in rooms that I don't even know exist. And I have to tell you, I see it all the time. I was at the Mavs ball. I didn't even know that room existed. I've been to so many events that I didn't know existed. I write that. So I don't necessarily write the, e the thing or the event out because I don't know they exist. 
but I write out that I'm in rooms and spaces and places that I don't even know exist. So we have to teach Mm -hmm. ourselves the power of your mind. Your mind can take you from a negative to a positive. Mm -hmm. Your mind can take you from overflow to lack. Just like that. And it's all about mindset as an entrepreneur. When you think about, just think about, I read this article about LeBron James where he wrote down that he was a billionaire so many years ago and now he's a billionaire. Yeah, That's mindset. Yeah. It was another actress, she wrote that she was singing at the uh, Super Bowl. She sang at, I think it was Demi Lovato, that she would sing at the Super Bowl. See, it's all about mindset. People think it's about money, but you can't get the money if you don't have the right mindset. You can't get the, can keep the money if you don't have the right mindset. Yeah. Have you always been this way or was it the affirmations when you were going through that time, you know, with the time, like, was there a shift that happened in you where you were like, I have to believe in this, the affirmations are going to be, is that what was that really set you on this path to just, I mean, it sounds like you had faith before this, but like just true alignment, like where you were in flow. I have, I had, I've always had tremendous faith, but I've been through some things that have made me realize that if I don't keep my mindset in a right position, that things won't fare well for me and my family. So the power of the true affirmations, um, my, my husband was in a corporate career for about 20 years and they had some changeover so you're talking about people always laugh when I say this you're talking about not balancing a checkbook for years to a corporation saying you know we're doing something different and therefore you're going to have to do something different and I remember saying to my husband Let's not even concern ourselves with this. Let's live our life the way that we've been living it because if we change, that means that we don't believe in who we've always been. So I said, we're going to leave our kids in private school. We're going to keep living the life that we live. And I have to share this with you because it moved me into really who truly, truly, truly into this diehard person of mindset. I remember I told my husband, I said, I'm going to um, go ahead and keep speaking and all the engagements that I have. And I wrote down in 45 days, I'll never forget it. I said, in 45 days, you will have a position higher than any position that you've ever had, making more money than you've ever made. We will not lose a thing. And I will tell you on the 44th day, We were coming from North Carolina. I was supposed to leave to go to Rome the next day because I was going to cancel going to Rome because of the corporate job situation. And it was like, if you believe who you say that I am and who you are, you'll go. 44th day, we're sitting on the train. The phone rings. It's on a Sunday. I said, you should answer that. It was a Chicago number. It was the job making more money than he's ever made at a title higher than he's ever had. And it was on the 44th day. And I had written down, he will have a position on the 40 by in 45 days. Yeah. I went, got on the plane and went to Rome that very next day. Mm. 
That's incredible. It's about the mind. So along your journey, where have there been moments for you of, I know you talked about your growth plan in the 10K, but like, because every entrepreneur has ups and downs, right? Yes. And I'm and I'm willing to bet, and I'm you're great, but like as you start this business, it there's been amazing moments, but there's been some valleys too. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about those and how that unwavering faith has just been a, a lifesaver for you? I've had periods where I've hired the wrong people. I kept people too long because I had more feeling for them than they had for me. <laughs> I felt like, oh, if I let her go, how are her kids going to eat? But she didn't care that I wasn't making any money based on the fact that she wasn't doing her job. And I have to tell you one of the most powerful things that I heard while I was in class at Goldman Sachs is hire slow and fire quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that yes. in class? Hire slow and fire quick. And ever since that I have adopted that mantra, I don't give people six months, a year, two years. I, You know how people are almost right away. Mm-hmm. If they don't give you your best when you're dating them, they are not going to change once you marry them and you give them the raise and all of this. So hiring has been one of the biggest hurdles for me, just with people who they give you this um, long list of things that they say that they can do. And then once you hire them, they don't perform. And it has totally affected my ability to run my business because you hire them for marketing and they can't market or you hire them for PR and you're out PRing them. Mm -hmm. And then when you have to write the check, you realize, okay, I landed NBC5, I landed this or that. And so it's just hiring has just been really difficult Mm -hmm. for me. And um, I had to do a better job at that. Goldman Sachs taught me how to do that. Yeah. So yeah, talk about Goldman Sachs, like business pre-Goldman Sachs, business after Goldman Sachs, and what are... Ooh, <laughs> pre-Goldman Sachs, I put, I had myself in a box. I wasn't really, I, I was, it's gotta be done this way, this is the only way it can be done. But when I went through the Goldman Sachs program, I realized I need an exit strategy. Mm. That was one of the biggest, what about you? Oh, yeah. That was one of the biggest yeah. things takeaways from me. I was like, well, what am I going to do with this business? What do I, what does this look like? And I never thought about it before. I really didn't think about, um, this is horrible, but I'm going to tell it. I didn't really keep my eyes on the profit and loss statements because I had an accountant. And not that my accountant did anything. It's just that going through the program, I learned more about what I should be asking my accountant about. And it opened up my eyes because there were things that we learned in the program um, I didn't even know about. I I, I just have to be candid. And so that's why I felt like the program really helped me so much. It opened my eyes about profit and loss, having an exit strategy. They're the reasons I have an operations manager now. Because in the program, when I talked about all the things that I have going on, um, my counselor said to me, he said, Cheryl, you need a buffer. 
You need somebody that oversees all these different layers of things that you do. I didn't really think about that before. I just thought, oh, I can get it done. Mm -hmm. But my life has become so much easier mm -hmm. when I implemented the things that I have learned through the program. It, it's just amazing the yeah. things that we don't know. And then we go through that program and we realize how our businesses can up level because we've been in the Goldman Sachs program. Yeah. Just yeah. like the, um, I say this every time, it's like that who, not how mentality. Because I think in the, when before the program, I was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Yes. And it would became, who's going to do this? Yes. Who can do this better? But it's often hard when you're a go-getter or you're pretty driven to hire someone and then have this expectation and you can just do it better. And having to let it go so long, like I I can totally um, see how that be a thing because yes. that's happened to me too. Um, so after Goldman, what was your, um, like your growth strategy? <laughs> My growth strategy was actually Cheryl Magazine. Cheryl Magazine was a newsletter. Um, so after the books and the speaking and so many people wanted to be in contact with me and it was hard for me to keep in contact and then people wanted to know, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. So I started Cheryl Magazine, which is right here. So Very beautiful, by the way. Like yes, it is beautiful. You. And but yeah, talk about And this. so um, a lot of people told me and I didn't even ask them their opinion. So I don't even know why they felt like <laughs> they needed to say this to me. But um my growth strategy was starting the magazine and getting it in position where it could um, be a global magazine, inspiration for the everyday woman. Many people said, Cheryl, it's not going to work. People are more into digital, et cetera. So because I was in the Goldman Sachs program, I did a lot of research. So I started looking at what, was, what magazines were out there, what they were talking about, who they were targeted towards, what they spoke to, et cetera. And this is my, how my final decision came with Goldman Sachs. I realized that I'm 50, I am 56 years old and that... People my age from about 44 to 70, we like paper. We like to read. We like to touch. Uh, we want to feel it. We want to look at it. We want great information. We don't want something that's gossip-filled. Um, we want finances. We want et cetera. And I'll tell you the other thing I thought about the magazine as a part of the growth strategy, I said, well, when I get the magazine into people's hands, my thought process is always, what do I do next? So the magazine would then turn into conference. The conferences would turn into excursions, which that's what happened. I just took 30 women to St. Lucia wow. in the, uh, November 30th through December 4th. And so that was a part of my growth strategy from the magazine. So I've met all my goals from my growth strategy with Goldman Sachs to the point where year one, we were actually talking with Hudson Newsstand and in full transparency, I got scared because I know there's no such thing as, oh, the second time I met Cheryl. 
it's the first time yeah. I did business with Cheryl. And so as I thought about it, I said, you know what? I'm not in position. I, I, I love the fact that they love the magazine, and but I, I just do not have the staff in place to take on something like that. And, and I didn't want to mess it up for the next, I'll just say it, woman. Yeah. Um, for them to say, oh, we gave another this woman a chance and she blew it, so it'll be a while. So I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to continue down this path until I make this really, really a great magazine. And I feel like that's what I have, a great magazine that is a global magazine that is growing. And we're interviewing all kinds of people that um, are changing people's lives because representation matters when they see us out in the world, ladies, people feel like I can do this too. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of staff does it take? The pro I mean, a magazine is not an easy feat. No. Uh, you're like, tell me about it. No. Uh, but what kind of staff do you have that helps you with? I have a managing editor. I have a creative director who is amazing. And then I have seven regular contribute contributing writers. And then I have five writers that actually do the interviews for the people that I select. Most people think that we have a staff of about 50 people because of the quality of the magazine, but we don't. And I realized that I needed to streamline because you cannot become profitable especially on something like this when you have an enormous staff that yeah. you have to pay. Um, everybody is really focused. Um, I'm smiling because 99% of my staff are women. Oh, I love like, it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's incredible. And I'm just so excited about that. When I say stand up, everybody who works for Cheryl Magazine and this. 99% women and nothing wrong with the men, but I just, it's just something about my path and my purpose of helping women see that we are capable of living our wildest dreams unapologetically and their relentless pursuit of excellence. Mm. There's like so much like words of wisdom that I'm, I I feel like I'm kind of in shock and I'm like, I don't know what question I want to ask next because there's just, you got, you're just speaking such truth and there's not like there's not I would question that you know so I'm like okay what else like there's so much here where do you see what's what's next like what's next on your vision board like what's next on your your manifestation like what you're writing each morning I have to tell you I'm in the process of two films that I'm working on right now <laughs> that I'm super excited about um, we're hosting a luncheon on March 31st, the um, Cheryl Magazine Women of Influence Luncheon at Glen Eagles Country Club. Oh. It sold out yesterday. Congratulations. Yes. And so um, I'm planning these major excursions for women 40 and above. Our mindset is different. Our <laughs> abilities are different. Our children are almost grown and gone. And I have to tell you, I realize that I have a niche market because a lot of women feel like they have been forgotten, mm -hmm. that nobody is thinking about them, that their dreams can't come true. And so what is happening now is these women are coming to me as an example of what you can do at 47 
and now 56. And so I just want to continue to um, help women execute their dreams. Mm -hmm. I want to continue speaking globally. And ultimately, once I retire, my desire is to have the resources to travel the world, gifting people anonymously. I want to be in a position where there are no essays that have to be written. I don't want to have to check with anyone. I just want to see a need and I want to be able to fulfill it because there is so many people out in the world who are hurting. And even with all the companies that I have right now, ultimately it's not about me making money to buy more things. It's about me being in position to give to people that chance that they need through access, through exposure, through opportunity. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. You can feel that. I Yes. Yeah, we needed Kleenex today. I know, we cry. You've got like, me crying a couple I, times. <laughs> I can feel it. Yes. I, can, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. And I know that this is why I have the businesses that I have. It's not about me. It is about all the people who I can service mm-hmm. through my business, through them seeing what is what's possible. Yeah. If you believe. If you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk. Okay. So okay. you didn't hear my rant before we came in. Helping women. And yes. I'd love to know how you help women for specifically. I... like we shoot ourselves in the foot so many times we do and I was just telling Lindsay a story so working in the podcast industry I can tell you every 10 women who want to do a podcast maybe three or four will they're going to talk themselves out of it yes they're not pretty enough I've had women say I don't look happy enough Mm -hmm. um and on the other side showing up as I've done I've done big events if somebody's going to back out of me last minute it's a woman if we had somebody yesterday, a woman back out um, of a um, podcast recording, she'd committed to it, gave us an email an hour before saying, I took a Benadryl and I'm sleepy. I'm going to go. Can I reschedule? And it's like, you've got paid. We've, we've hired a whole team to be here today and you just backed out. Unfortunately, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm generalizing, but it's nine times out of 10 women who are yes. doing stuff like this. Uh, this is a big question. I just want to talk about it because I know you help them. But how do you like how can we bring more women to the table to not just give them the tools like you do, but believe in themselves to use those tools and to show up and to not back out when you are asked to be brought to a table because we just do it to ourselves and it drives me insane. It just like I just want to shake them and be like, who knows if you're if this yesterday's examples perfect example i had talked to this because we help find guests for our people too so i brought her to my client and he goes oh my gosh i am so excited about her because i have so much business i can send her and she took a benadryl (laughs) like i was i almost lost my mind but it's like how do we help women at this greater scale because we're doing i'm not saying everybody but i've told yeah when i have four women lined up for an afternoon here i guarantee you one is canceling for sure last minute, maybe two. It happens all the time. And it's, it, yeah. to your point, it's the same thing it's the same thing with groups of moms in situations where one mom, I've, I've been in two particular situations where someone has planned something mm-hmm. and I'm the only one that shows up 
they all RSVP'd. Oh yeah, don't show up, and yeah. like you're left holding the you, like I, you feel terrible. Yeah, and it's like we're we're quick to to cut each other off at the knees. How yes, do we, we are. That yeah. narrative. I know this is like totally off script, but I no, just feel no, no. called to I talk think about that's this. That's what we should do because and it drives me. Oh my gosh, it hurts my heart, and I'm guilty about this too. Like I have to check myself on a daily basis, and I have to tell you, it 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 hurts me as well but what i've realized and i don't want to make it sound so simplistic but what i've realized is a lot of times we as women we we are we have encountered and going through so many things mm-hmm. that nobody knows about and i'm not making an excuse for anybody but what we have got to do is we have to show we have to show grace but even in that grace we have to have a conversation to help that woman build herself up because there is something in her. It wasn't about the Benadryl. No. I'm just going to tell you no, that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't about the Benadryl. It was something in her that made her feel ill-equipped to be in this environment, and she began to overanalyze it. And it happens because some of us may have grown up in an environment where somebody said, oh, you're never going to be anything. You'll never amount to anything. So now you're letting her know you have amounted to something. I want you here. So while this is not a quick fix, I can tell you what I do starting with children from the age of seven. As, as soon as, and really be uh, younger than that, I started when my children were in the room, womb. It is through the power of affirmative words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can start right now today for that lady or whomever, but I want to encourage us right here, every person that we come across, teens, young people, we need to start saying, you are so beautiful. You are gifted. You are talented. I believe in you. And you know why we need to say that? Because it is enough people in the world telling them that you're not gifted. You're not talented. And we want to show up, but we're scared to show up. We're scared of rejection. We're scared of fear. We're scared of not being enough. So we have to get to the place where we pick women just randomly and say, Aaron, you look so good today. I enjoyed your podcast. And actually have eye contact with Aaron. Hear Aaron out. How many of us walk up to a woman and say, how are you doing? And before she can even answer, we're checking to see who else is coming in the room that may be more of who we want to speak to. Mm. We have to consciously make a decision to speak life in and over women who have lost that ability to do that for themselves. That used to be me. So that's why I can sit here adamantly and say, when I learn what uh, what the power of affirmative words will do, there are plenty of times that I wanted to cancel, but there was something in my spirit that said, you go, girl. Show up. You have this. Yeah. Show up. So I want to encourage us, yeah. ladies, when we know people who have events to go to, let's call them. You need anything? 
How are you doing? Yeah. You want to practice your speech? You know you have this. You just did this last week. When we do that, even your guests moving forward, mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to do that to them. We are super excited. Make that phone call. We're so excited about having you here. I watched you on your Instagram posts and you were dynamite. Bring that same energy. We have to affirm people until they can affirm themselves. Mm-hmm. Many of us have lost our way. We don't even know the power of affirmation. And and especially us as women. No, you're not going to have the job. Yes, we're going to pay you less than we're paying everybody else. You have no voice here. I mean, we're always fighting. Yeah. We're always fighting, fighting to get in the room, fighting to stay in the room, fighting to create a place at the table. I want to encourage us Let's us three ladies be the change that we want to see by when anybody that pass us by in the hallway, you look amazing today. And so do you. <laughs> Thank you, my darling. Because I have to tell you, that's really where it starts. It's something yeah. in our spirit that makes us feel less than. Yeah. Well, there's also, too, about we don't celebrate wins. Oh. We celebrate weddings. We celebrate babies. babies. We celebrate graduation. What about... You, you passed the bar. You ran a marathon. You woke up today after going through some stuff. You started a business. Any of those yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to tell you, you struck a nerve just now because that's part of the strategy that I teach women. I send them bags of confetti. I oh. have them order confetti from Amazon, break the bags down into smaller Ziploc zip bags and carry it in their purse. <laughs> so after we finish our coaching sessions, I have them throw up confetti because when you learn how to celebrate yourself, you don't need the world to celebrate you. Mm-hmm. I get up every day in celebration. I Like I told you, I celebrate parking spaces. I celebrate yeah. um, the fact that I woke up and there was a lady in my inbox that said, I'll follow you on social media. You are phenomenal. I want to order 100 books from you for an event that I'm doing in Washington, D.C. You know what she did that? Because she knows based on what she sees, I know how to celebrate me. It's like likes and views. So many of us, we're consumed with, oh, nobody liked my post. We have to be more concerned with, do I like me? Yeah. (laughs) Do I like me? Yeah. Because guess what? Everybody else's like is extra. When you like you, everybody else's like is extra. You have to wake up knowing, I feel great about me. I look good. I am phenomenal. It's up on my mirror, on my bathroom mirror. It's out on the door when I'm leaving out the house. And then that way, whatever happens in the world, whoever haunts and is rude, see, I'm full. Before I leave my house, I've already affirmed myself. That's what we have to teach our sisters, that we have to affirm ourselves to the point where we don't need other people to celebrate us. Mm -hmm. We celebrate ourselves. We celebrate our promotion. We celebrate the fact that we didn't cry all day today. (laughs) Or celebrate that you did. (laughs) And and that's true, too. Because sometimes you have to go there with with grief. Celebrate the fact that you were human enough to say, you know what, I am going to cry all day today. Because it's how I'm going to honor this situation. Yeah, absolutely. My dad always said when we were growing up that, like, you have two ways to deal with this. You could cry or you could sweat. 
And like for me, that was always it was like, well, well, shit, I'm just gonna put my exactly. running shoes on. Yeah, <laughs> on. two birds with one. Yeah, I have to be honest. Oftentimes, I will say some the perfect example. Yeah. Met Aaron. She's got this podcast, this studio, and I like was like, we should start a podcast. <laughs> and I did that because I was afraid to do it. And if Aaron showed up, then I was gonna show up. And then when she started showing up, and now there's cameras, I'm like, I'm. I haven't, and I'll this. I'll be very honest. I haven't watched it, and I haven't listened to it. And the reason is, is because I felt like I was going to judge myself, and I was going to show up as someone different. Mm. And I refused to do that because then I'm not honoring my commitment to Aaron and the people who are sitting in the chair. Because then I'm not being who I, I'm trying to be something for someone else. Yeah. And you're giving me the bill. I'm like, I'm going to go watch now. Like I'm like this. I should be proud of of this. Like, yeah. I mean, I am. But it's it's a different. It's like I I didn't want to not show up. Yeah. Because I was afraid of how I looked. I'm like I'm not skinny enough. I didn't get my hair done this week or whatever it is that we put on ourselves. Yeah. You know I didn't want to do that, but now I'm going to. And you should you because should. I'll tell you, you win when you show up. Yeah. You don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to be the most brilliant people in the room. I will tell you, I've gotten deals where I got invited into the room at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I showed up. So I want to tell you right now today, I see you. <laughs> you are very necessary. Thanks. You are worthy. You are more than enough. You are capable. And you all are going to have, continue to have a dynamic podcast. So show up for you. Be yep. bold. Be fierce. Be unapologetic. Because you have everything that you need in order to do this thing that you are responsible to do. You have a gift, you both. You have gifts and talents that the world is waiting on. So let's do it, let's do it. Yeah, when are you starting your podcast? My husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious, so many people are like, girl, you need a Calm app, you need a, 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 a show. I just love and I love fiercely and I love unapologetically. Mm-hmm. I show up for people. I do what I say that I'm gonna do. And I truly, truly have a love to see women soar and be their best selves because I promised myself, I said I will not, not, I refuse to be on my deathbed talking about could have, would have, Absolutely. should have. So I just do it. Yeah. I, I'm serious, ladies. I just do it. I, I don't know. It. I don't try to figure it out. I show up. I love yep. it. I say yes and I show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get lost and I show up. <laughs> no. But you know what's crazy is I just had a situation this morning. We got She got a little lot, but we got her here. Thank God we got her here. I know. This is, but, um, no, it was a, a woman had reached out to me. Um, she'd been following me on LinkedIn forever. Didn't know. I just did a post about marketing your pot. It was yeah. that one. And she was like, Hey, uh, can you just come to this meeting? Um, somebody's gonna be talking about podcasting and it was a crazy morning this morning. I had another event that I promised I'd be at. So I'm like trying to juggle everything and I show up and I'm in this room and they're just like, Oh, you need to start a pie, blah, 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 blah. And like, it was just like this, I was just at this moment, like, thank you, God, I showed up in here. Like, because I could have made every excuse. I'm yes. sorry, I can't make it. I got another meeting I committed to. I showed up and it was just like, I could not have been in a more perfect room in that morning. But it's those, I have found that in my life, 
there it's those last minute invites mm -hmm. it's those where you're like uh, 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 I, i'm gonna show like those have been the most tremendous moments of my right. life where you're like uh i'll, I'll uh, yes i've you've you, um and it's just so, so, so important. And I know when kids come into play, yeah. yes. their needs get put for, you know, yes. and you kind of have to find that that juggle more. But there is magic to happening when you get those like emails, those quite those things. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I will come and I will show up. And it just there's never been a moment where I'm like, mm, probably shouldn't have made this trip. Like it always just is magical. I totally agree. There's no question in that. Just, yeah. But you just also, too, morning. when your children see you honor those. Mm -hmm. commitments. Yes. Yes. My my daughter this on my like way out the door. I was like, I'm gonna go to the podcast studio. She goes, Great, I'm on my way to the airport. Sat herself down and pretended she was traveling somewhere. <laughs> there wasn't even a, like mom, like a meltdown. Yeah. It's like no. She's like, Okay, mom is gonna go honor her time, and I'm gonna go honor my time. She yeah. was happy to see that mm -hmm. because that's what my daughters they tell me. I'm so in, and that makes me feel good. Yeah. They said, Oh, I'm so inspired by you, and I said specifically why, and they said because every day we see you up helping, serving, living your best life. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate the way you loved on us, showed us how to live life. You and dad have made a tremendous life for us. And they said, I'm so glad that you get to live your dreams. And that meant a lot to me. I don't think there's any better words you can hear from a child. My gosh, yeah. like that's amazing. Yes, yes. That, that meant so much to me because they know I, I really... I have a lot of clients, you know, that's their, that's where they are. They're like, oh, I gave my whole life to everybody else. And that's why I talk about giving from the overflow and not from the deficit. And I gave this example yes. the other day on my, um, on Instagram and I, that went crazy too. Like 25,000 people have shared and watched that. But I poured water in a cup because I like illustrations. And I said, everything, all the water in the cup belongs to you. And then I kept pouring, and I said, all the water on the saucer belongs to the world. I said, if there's nothing on the saucer, you have nothing to give to the world that day. Everything in the cup belongs to you. And that's how you give from the overflow and not from the deficit. And I think we as women, we are in that constant place of giving from the deficit. Mm -hmm. We say yes because we don't want people mad at us. We say yes because we want people to like us. But then when we walk away, we don't like us and we're mad at us because we told everybody, oh, yes, I'll do it. And so I'm big on us ladies letting our yes be yes and our no be no. Yeah. I tell people no and I don't follow it up with, well, no, I can't do it because such and such. It's just no. The no to them is more yes to me. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, I, see it. Just, I know. Oh my gosh, we're getting okay. Rapid fire. We didn't do rapid oh fire God. last week. <laughs> I think we enjoyed ourselves. I know. Oh oh, we did. Yes. I know. Absolutely. All right. Let me pull up rapid fire question. Or do you have them? I do. Right, uh, what's it. your favorite beverage? Oh, I love margaritas. <laughs> like. Uh, a specific flavor? Yes, I actually have a margarita that is published in the Simon & Schuster cookbook called si um, Cheryl's Deluxe Margarita. It's in the Get em Girls <laughs> cookbook published by Simon & Schuster. Okay, so why don't we, we need a margarita night. Yes. yes. We need to recap Invite me. You got it. <laughs> okay, oh, I'll be there. So there. I'm going to find that. Yeah, make notes. Uh, the best advice you've ever been given? To live my wildest dreams unapologetically. I love that. Uh, if you could have dinner with anyone. Warren Buffett. Really? He is brilliant with money, and I would love to know some of the secrets that he shared with, like, LeBron James and different people. Mm 
Mm. Did you go to Summit? Which one? The uh, Goldman Sachs. The Goldman Sachs one no. in DC. Because mm. okay. he keeps you have to. In. That's what yeah. I heard. You have to make time when it comes again. I'm like gonna, block I your calendar. I will. It was incredible. I heard it was in so incredible. That's where the name of the podcast came from. Was um, Michael Bloomberg? Michael Bloomberg. He said entrepreneurs are the first to arrive and the last to leave. And I was like, we've had and, too much. But it's pain. true. We are the first to arrive and the last to leave. That's true. Yes, always. And your morning routine? My morning routine is I get up between 5.30 and 6. I go up to my office. I journal. I listen to uh, gospel music. And then I write out my intentions for the day on a 5 by 7 card. And I place it up so I can see it. I love that. With the intentions, if you get derailed, how do you get back on? I don't consume myself with what I didn't accomplish. I place it on that card again the next day, and I don't beat myself up about it. I love that. Um, what are you reading? I am actually reading Believe It. Because, oh, yes. Fantastic. I yes, just finished yes. it. I cannot wait. I'm, on, I'm like a couple chapters in on audio. Okay, yeah. Because I like to go for a walk. Yeah, I did the audio version. It was amazing. But like, I b get some Kleenex ready. You're going to cry many of times. It's I did. amazing. I've already done it in yeah. the first <laughs> kick around. Um, your top bucket list item? Um, I would, not I would, I am going to travel to Bali with my husband as well as um, I want to go to Greece. I haven't been to Greece since I was 16, but this time I want to go with my husband. And then my what we discussed earlier, I want to travel the world gifting people. Anon. I just want to leave the money. I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want people to make a big deal about it. In fact, just leave it. So I want to travel the world gifting people anonymously. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, and then what's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> margaritas <laughs> I love margaritas and if I don't make them then I love the casino um margarita their um uh, mambo limo. Uh, the limo and yeah I need the limo okay and then I'd get enough limos that I'd need a taxi no I'm just joking <laughs> Uh, so, sure. Thank you. So, if somebody wanted to find out more, connect with you, find your books, find everything, where is the best place for them to go? My joy. They can go to CherylPWilliamson.com and also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Cheryl P. Williamson. All right. Awesome. That'll be on our notes page over at First to Arrive, Last to Leave. Thank you. This has been amazing. This has just been amazing day. Yes, exactly. Thank so you thank so you much. so much for taking time and coming here today. I really appreciate it. It's my joy to be here and I just wish the best for you ladies and that your voice carries out into the nation and has a positive effect on each and every person that listens to it to believe in their dreams because you did. Thank, Thank you. you.